You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. It's time for back to school. It can be a time that's challenging for everyone in the family. Today, we are talking about school, education, public school, homeschool, and getting yourself and the kids ready. Stay tuned until the end, where we pray a special blessing over this upcoming school year. Okay, do you know our mom was like real particular about the house when we were growing up? (laughs) And she would always say, if I clean a room, that's the first place you all want to go and sit. Mm -hmm. And then she got so irritated once that she like deep cleaned the house and the living room in particular and got all the furniture, the curtains, everything just the way she wanted it. And when I tell you she taped it off. (laughs) <laughs> and we couldn't get in. And that is that is the exact same time that I learned if you put your tongue on streamers, they taste like battery acid. She, yeah, she, she used, used streamers. streamers. Yeah. Yep. Our TV was in there, so we were just watching TV with our face pressed up against the streamers. <laughs> like you pulled up like a kitchen chair. There and was- like, you know how kids are so weird? Yeah, maybe a dining room chair. And you know how kids are so weird that they Did just like... Did I just like, say kitchen room? I said dining room. You said kitchen chair. Maybe you, maybe you said kitchen room. Check the tapes. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> yeah. No, but y- you know how kids, you ever watch little kids? They do stuff like mindlessly and like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. You're like, don't light that on fire. But like you kind of sit and watch to see if they'll light it on yeah. fire. I'm like, don't lick the cart handle. Don't <laughs> lick the like, streamer. They're licking the chain on the cart so- at yeah well max is 15 yeah and i have wax melts all over my house like that's sticks his fingers in them no so like sticks anything in them Mm -hmm. so there was a tiny little tack like a white like a push pin literally full of wax sitting on the thing this morning and i was like that was max like absolutely it was oh my gosh yeah heidi do you know what i was just reminded of no you go ahead but then i have a story And it's funny. One time in school, I took a hot glue gun and I just piped hot glue onto my thumbnail. Oh, Oh, my God. That probably hurts so bad. Oh, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I'm lucky I have thumbnails anymore. Yeah. And I could not get it to stop burning. Serious. That's the dumbest thing I've ever You can't just wipe it off. I'm glad you brought this up because my story, that's like a segue into my story. So Heidi and I have been friends for 100 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And I went to her house when we were teenagers to spend the night. And when she lived so far away, she, she lived like an hour away from us. So I would go like on a, I would go home with you like on a Sunday night. And yeah. then I would go home on like a Tuesday because we had like prayer meeting. Yeah. And church was like the halfway point. So Heidi always like decorated her room and she always had candles burning. <laughs> it's very aesthetic. And she had like glow stars. Didn't you? Yeah. And like, cut out um cloud yeah like wallpaper clouds she had like a tall bed she always had to have a tall bed to this day yeah and like it was she like went to pier one and got special candles okay so we left and going to town for heidi was like a big deal yeah we lived in the country and we went and we rented movies right Mm -hmm. and we stopped at like probably walmart because there was like a big Walmart nearby. Yeah, Rice Lake. Yeah. And then we went back. <laughs> and we got there. And Karen, 
Heidi's mom is a very particular housekeeper. Mm -hmm. We walk into Heidi's room and one of the candles had a hole burned in the side and it was dripping wax Mm. onto the carpet and like down your entertainment center. Remember? Yeah. So I'm, (laughs) you guys, I was like, no, it's fine. (laughs) And she was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And Karen was like, Karen went, Heidi. Yeah, like the, the like tongue. Clicked her tongue. Yes. Oh, for gosh sake. <laughs> and she's like, how are we ever going to get this out of the carpet? And it was still dripping and it was still burning. And mm. I was trying to help. And when I looked Heidi in the eyes, this is what I did. She blows out the candle and I go, it's fine. Just pour the ma- wax into my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even bat an eye. She didn't bat an eye. I'm she's like, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> pours hot wax <laughs> i made a bowl with my hands she did make a, and i filled it i silently talk about <laughs> suffering in silence i silently stood there wanting to die karen is frantically scrubbing at the carpet and heidi's just pouring literally was Molten on la- wax. was on fire one second ago wax into my bare hands and i was like this is fine everything's fine you're like palms were probably I was, just feet red. I was like, you know, it is it is hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Karen looks up and she's like, "What are you doing?" I don't remember how that ended. I don't either. Like what happened? I was like, "Can I have an ice pack?" <laughs> just didn't even bat an eye. Just poured the hot wax right into my hands. Yeah, so it was much fine. Has happened. You know, she slammed your hand in a car door. My finger. That was you an guys accident. Good friends. Okay, you never say when you're hurt. I have a gift for remaining calm. So, you know the what is the thing that goes in between the front and the back door? <laughs> the weather stripping. No. <laughs> no, but like there's a thick metal. That's like all I yeah. can think of. Yeah, I, I don't remember. What okay, it's called, so but. like in between the front, on the passenger side of a car, there's the front door, and then there's like a metal piece. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Column. Um, yeah. And then there's the back door. So I was standing there. I was riding shotgun and the door was open. I had my hand on the column and my finger around the edge. And Heidi got in the back seat and shut the door. Yeah. So my finger was on the hinge side. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And I go, oh, Heidi, open the door. And she's like, what? (laughs) Like through the window. And I go, open the door. And she's like, why? And I was like, my finger's in the door. And she's like, oh, my God. (laughs) She was so upset. My finger was flat. Yeah. It was completely flat. And I was like, you know, this hurts. I need to call my mom. Yeah. Like, no no (laughs) emotion, no reaction, no nothing. Can we go? I need to call my mom. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. So I called mom. And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I got my f- finger slammed in the door. She's like, oh. Yeah. We, did I go to the hospital? I don't remember. I don't think I did. I know mom probably went into like full on intercessory prayer. She was probably like somewhat calm to you, hung up the phone and was like, Tim, yeah. Tim, Tim, we got to pray. Tim. Christina just almost lost a finger. I almost lost a finger. Heidi goes, I'd like to go home. <laughs> yes. She's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Can I go home? So she injured me and then was like, 
threw in the <laughs> I injured you <laughs> and then I'm like peace out I'm bye Heidi's fight or flight she I am never flight. wants to face me. I, I accidentally so I had another <clears throat> friend over and I accidentally <clears throat> sprayed her in the eyes with Windex <laughs> and I made her go home <laughs> she made her go home I was like you, you can't be here anymore and have her come get you yeah so funny good lord weird I know I'm glad you're saved yeah uh, who was it? I think Randy Clark was talking about how they'll do they'll do like a like a team building thing, and when they're discipling people, they'll say, "Close your eyes, use your imagination. God gave you imagination. Now close your eyes and tell me what you think of when you think of God, and like what you see." really has a big uh it's a big picture of what your relationship with god is that's amazing now if you're if your earthly father was can we do it i did it what that's did why get? i want you do it first no i did what'd you do what did you do it well i didn't do it i didn't now close my eyes I so did if it. you're if your earthly father was heavy-handed in punishment and wasn't um one to um, encourage you then a lot of times these people if they had a like an orphan spirit or something like that where they felt abandoned in the love area then they would picture God as this God that could send them to hell but if people had an, uh, an experience different than that where it was very loving they'd picture loving God you know what's interesting so we both had pretty strict fathers mm -hmm. yeah but like well yeah i don't know if mine was strict per se but he had a temper yeah he'd paddle your hind in if yeah you, if you like he wasn't you mean like i didn't get abused or anything mm -mm. no but like my dad but he liked to tease people like my 30th birthday party he popped a bunch of balloons in my ear and i flipped out <laughs> you remember but that was his that was his personality but he did have a harsh father. Like when but, you say strict, like give me an example. Like <clears throat> high standards for you. Mm -hmm. Like okay, yes, then yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And like there are when I say strict, I mean like present and an authority figure. Yes, because not everybody has that, and yeah. so is mine. Yeah. So like like very active in our lives. Like when I was eighteen, my dad didn't hit me but did chase me up the stairs yeah well whilst taking his belt out of the loops yeah like try me in my house i got the belt one time on a wet butt all right like Ooh. it was wet because oh. i instead of unloading the dishwasher i went for a swimming this. party like i so i had like a swimsuit on and i went for a pool party in my bathtub i remember instead that of, <laughs> instead of like I remember you telling me about oh, it. Yeah. That one burned into my brain. Yeah, it did. Because you bring that up each time we talk about discipline. But so like I wasn't spared necessarily from discipline. And like I will say, I mean, I was a little bit more free range than maybe my brothers were. But I was also better behaved. <laughs> but so what did you what did you have to come to mind? So I, when Joe was doing that little activity, like close your eyes and use your imagination. Yeah. I did what he was doing. What he yeah, was saying. Everybody do that. Not if you're driving. Yeah. But I, all I saw was Jesus and he had his hand out to me. Aww. Oh, it's nice. so good. Like, come on. Yeah. 
If you, if you, you don't want to hear mine. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to cry right now. Like Stop. what's happening? <laughs> you keep getting affirmation from God that you're doing things so well. I can't believe you're not like shaking nations. He just wants to partner with you. Yeah, he will. Stop. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reabsorbing my tears. <laughs> I heard if you do this, it helps. It does a little bit, actually. So what was yours? Mine was like he had me like this, Aww. and then tender mercies. Mm. Yeah. So when you are you gonna cry? Me? Yeah. No, I'm alright. Can you please close your eyes and do it? I want you to do it. Do it. Now there's too much pressure, and I've no. heard. I've heard too many other people's. <laughs> I so need to go first. I want you to close your eyes and just think, what do you see Jesus as? All I seen was a crown of thorns. Wow. Oh, really? I got yeah. gooseies. Mm. So the way that that each, could have so much to it, the way that each one of us is having like experiences right now with God, though, just came out in that. Mm. I've literally seen a crown of thorns, but it was white. Hmm. So good. What about you, Carlos? ¿Qué te imaginas? Como él imaginaba la corona, the crown of thorns, y yo como me estaba abrazando. Ella como le estaba dando la mano. ¿Y tú? Cierra los ojos y piensa en Dios y qué te imaginas. Solo blanco. Como luz? Yeah. Like white light. Mm. That's awesome. I could probably listen to you talk in Spanish all day. Oh, really? Should we do a full episode? I think that we should. <laughs> Let's do a full episode where Joe talks and you just interpret everything that he says. <laughs> in, in Espanol. You know what's funny is one day, I haven't done it, but I'm gonna. If dad has me read scripture in church, I'm gonna. he's going to be like, and turn to First John. And I'm going to turn there and I'm going to start, I'm going to haul off and read and I'm going to read the Spanish Bible. Oh, <laughs> and I'm not going to, they're going to think, think I'm getting a message in, in tongues. tongues. Yeah. I know. Um, and I'm not going to warn anybody, but I think it'll be really funny. Do it. That's funny. Yeah, I know. There is. So, well, that was a good exercise. I. So when you, when you do that though, uh huh, it gives you, the reason why they do that is because they want them to, you can't partner with a God that you don't trust. You yeah. can't partner with a God that you feel is uh, nothing more than disciplinarian. Yeah. You don't feel free to move in his economy. If, if you're, if, if you picture him the same way your father was like, you eat all the peas on your plate. I paid for it. Mm -hmm. We serve a God that paid for it. And then we still go out and sin and then he still lets us cash in on that payment and have righteousness without us bringing anything to the table other than our love for him. Mm -hmm. So if we, if we learn to break that, that definition and image of who we think God is and get to really know him, mm -hmm. that's, that's the, the, the thing. You can't, you can't minister to people Unless you love God and mm -hmm. you can't love God unless you love yourself, because at that point you'll understand who he created you to be. 
And then you can love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. That's when you can witness to people. That's when you can have those moments. Otherwise, I, mean, I think you can love God, but people are innately right. you, hard on themselves. Yeah. You you want to get to a place where where it's not a transactional relationship where where you actually you have peace and you have relationship and where you talk to God about the simple things. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think what I'm saying is like you said, in order to be able to love God, you need to be able to love yourself. And I think that that's a huge area, especially women, especially women really struggle with loving themselves and not feeling worthy or beautiful or, or anything like that. But like, that's where he, he swoops in, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, if you, if you are able to yield to that and accept it, that's the thing. Not everybody will, God freely gives his love, but not everybody is able to just freely accept it yeah. because they haven't, they've been conditioned to not. Right. And that's, you know? that's again where it comes down to that. Or conditioned to think there's a catch. Yeah. When, when we're discipled growing up, the relationship we have with our parents, the relationship we have with the people that have been given authority, you know, like yeah. you go to school and you have a teacher there. So if your your relationship with a teacher is just poor all the way through school. I went to school. I was uh, a very energetic kid, ADHD, ADD, all the fun stuff. But I was predestined for leadership. Yeah. Like God showed me this. He was like, you did not have, you had fun in school, but you did not have fun doing the curriculum of school Mm -hmm. because you could only have one leader in a classroom. Yeah. So all of a sudden you got a teacher, somebody that went to school to be an educator and they, they love school so much. They're going to spend their rest of their life and their career in it. And they get there and they still got to put up with the same class clowns that they had to put up with while they were trying to learn. Mm hmm. You still got a nine-year-old in your room that makes butt jokes and fart noises and controls the attention of the classroom. So me being that kid, I had liter- leadership skills mm-hmm. at that age that a person who was educated to teach couldn't control and most of the time didn't know how to mitigate. And then all of a sudden I grow up and then, or nurture that. Or nurture, you yeah. know, because you can grow strong leaders if you're skilled at fostering that and nurturing it. My second grade teacher, seeing that I'm a business owner. No, I oh. had Harvey. Oh yeah. So being that across the hall, I'm a a business owner mm-hmm. and a minister. She's like, did a good job with you. That's so funny. Like she didn't like me. She right. pinned a note to my shirt that said lazy and told the bus driver, don't let him take that off till his mother sees it. Like, and it was like a big, like a sheet of loose leaf, you know, written in like a, the the big stinky markers that they probably don't even sell anymore. The magic markers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to smell those. But I mm-hmm. bet. <laughs> yeah. If can you imagine a teacher nowadays putting lazy on the and waiting, wanting your mother to see it? Oh It'd my be gosh, viral. It would be insane. But this is the thing. Now 
in a setting of fivefold ministry and they're supposed to be a teacher, if my definition of teacher is somebody that's got my way or the highway and they teach in a place of anger and they're always correcting out of anger, am I going to be receptive when they say, hey, let's go into adult Sunday school and be discipled? It's very interesting your relationship with teachers and how much like how people's perception can change or or stay stagnant Mm. throughout their life I had a lot of wonderful teachers yeah me too and even as an adult I've had wonderful professors and things like that and Mm -hmm. people that I admire and look up to I've had not so great ones either but um it's very interesting I've had multiple teachers that didn't necessarily like me in their classes that I still talk to. Yeah. So I, I, I say this in a loving way when, Mm -hmm. because I know, I know the route I could have taken. I could have went into a place of complete rebellion towards these people. Yeah. And instead I, I understand. And now I actually talk to teachers all the time about my experience as a child and and try to help them to to go into a situation like that where where they might um, speak into that situation. Like what? people all the time that tell me that their kids struggle in school. They're oh. like, oh, my kid struggles so bad in school and he doesn't listen. I'm like, well, maybe maybe God put it in him to be an entrepreneur. Maybe he put it, put it into him to... Uh, break away from the crowd and maybe you, know, you need to slap him because he's yeah, a dirty little pot. It could, be, could be that too yeah. maybe maybe you know he who spares the rod spoils the child yeah you know there's a lot of that too i'm mm-hmm. i'm uh i don't know i'm i'm not like a huge disciplinarian but i i do this believe is, in it this is not entirely related by the way heidi never talks about teachers have you noticed that? Mm. Do you remember your teachers? You never yeah. talk about school. Yeah. I remember all of them. <clears throat> Did you have it if, like a favorite one? Or you were, were you none just like, you guys really... are really up to, uh, interrupting my time with my friends right now? Yeah, none of them really. That's so strange. I feel really bad for saying this, but I feel like none of them really made an impact on me. Mm. Wow. The only one that I remember the most was Mr. Fry. And he used to. Um, fall asleep and and chew all the time in class. Chew tobacco. Uh huh. Oh, and he'd always fall asleep at his desk. Heidi went to school in the Northwoods. She did. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why I said that. Northwoods with the Southern. Heidi uh-huh. went to school in the, the Northwoods. The Northwoods. Where are they? I don't remember the. Couldn't wait for Friday to end so they get the fresh fry and go crappie fishing in the next morning. Fashion. I I found this. Uh, Christian, like mingle? he, <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Christian Mingle? Carl said, "Have something to say." Um, no, not I found. Sponsored. Hello, not sponsored. <laughs> but I found this uh, guy who he he does biblical teaching for parents who have kids that have sort of like behavioral issues, and I've been watching some of his videos, and it's very interesting how he approaches things. Because do you know what he says? He says, I don't do time out, but we take a break because he's mm. biblical. It, he said, it's biblical 
to to pause, take take a not Breather. a timeout, like, like a, a breath, take like a, breath. a a punishment timeout. Yeah, not but, like you sit on this chair and put your head down and think about this. No, so what he says is you just have your child like step outside for a little bit or into the hallway or something, and instead of saying, you know, you have to put your nose on the wall for fifteen minutes or whatever, it's he said you actually approach it like. I'm going to give you a break and then when you're ready, come and talk to me about it. Mm. And he said, when people started doing that, it's more Christ-like. Mm. Like you can come on to me, you yeah. know what I mean? And it just changes the whole. I've done that with Jasmine. Like just take a break and come get me when you're. And she will come ready. within probably 15. Well, remember the white flag. <laughs> yes that's so, so funny i homeschool the kids mm -hmm. with the help of a, you know an actual like curriculum that's awesome and so but there was still lots of moments where i was like her home mentor is what they call it <laughs> and so there was lots of teaching from me specifically and i don't think i was called to be a teacher <laughs> with right. these young children it's hard to teach your own kids yes mm -hmm. um and so there were lots of of moments of um I'm, I'm a very patient person but for some reason when it comes down to like math i just need everyone to get away from me mm. I, I i tell her to send them my way i do not like math I and, do. and so when i try to teach math and she doesn't understand it like it's just frustrating anyways we used to get in such knockdowns mm -hmm. me and her and she would spout off and i would say something and she would spout off and there were lots of moments where i was like okay we just need to separate for a minute yeah so i said go and like figure this out get out my face yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> get out my face um go figure this out take a moment and then like like we'll just <laughs> we'll reconvene okay? yeah and she was only like what eight years old nine years old mm -hmm. and i was in my office and all of a sudden the door just like crack cracks open it goes like you just heard like a little squeak mm -hmm. and all i saw was this marker that had this little piece of paper cut into a flag and it was white and she put the white flag into the door <laughs> Like, I surrender. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> How do you even stay mad at that? With that, I do think it depends on the personality of the child. Mm -hmm. There's some children that those methods probably won't work as good with. But for her, that method works awesome. Yeah. Because she always comes right. back to me and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. She even did that with you the yeah. other day. She's you, like, I'm sorry. You have, to, you have to use discernment. Yes. So, so if if you're up against the spirit of rebellion, mm -hmm. you know, am I saying your kids possessed by a spirit of re rebellion? No, but when when we're in a fleshly nature, that's an antichrist spirit. That's mm -hmm. that's that's not something that we are, but it's something that we're of. You know, so Jesus said, you know, what spirit are you of? You know, so, there's been times where spirit of rebellion has been real high in our house, and I pray in my prayer language when that occurs because mm -hmm. and I'm not doing it when I pray in my prayer language I'm not doing it as like a thing a thing it's when I'm at my wits end <laughs> like I I'm just like I I'm not using prayer as my last resort but 
in those particular moments, I'm like, this needs to take place. Like yeah. I need, You're- I need to be praying the will of God right now because I'm about to lose it yeah. on every single person in my path. And when I do that and that spirit of rebellion is like coming out hardcore out of my kids or, or whoever I'm around, they literally look or at me <laughs> and they're like, but I'm not kidding. They literally yeah. will look at me and they'll be like, what are you doing? And when we're all in good moods and I pray in the spirit, nobody says nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you can't tell me there's not a spirit at work there because in those moments for them to respond and be like, what are you doing? It's almost like they feel attacked. Seriously. Because it's not. You're, you're releasing the perfect will of the father yeah. into the atmosphere. And right now the atmosphere uh, in those situations. Is demonic. Is Yeah. There's, there's something trying to get a foothold. Yeah. And if it can get a foothold and it's left undisturbed, it will build a stronghold. Yes. And if it builds a stronghold, it will come in and abide yeah. in mm-hmm. that. So let's tap on that for a second. The whole thing. So when we talk about demonic things, like even with me, with the children and the spirit of rebellion, yeah. it's not saying that our children are demonically possessed. Like, no. And so that's not. But there are spirits at work all the time. Yeah. All Causing the discord time. and... Everything in this world is spiritual. Yeah. Like it is either antichrist or it's Christ. So if you go to the grocery store and you have some kind of crazy thing happen to you that's just like off this wall, like evil, that's demonic things that are occurring just you by going to the grocery store. Yeah. Like everything has a spiritual thing to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when your kids are acting these certain ways, we, you don't need to go around saying, oh, you're, you're. That's a demon. That's a demon. Because that also... It's counterproductive. It brings a level of desensitization. Like it desensitizes them to that... To Right? If, mm-hmm. if you have somebody that's going around saying, you have a demon all the time, it makes them less sensitive. It's like crying wolf. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But at the same time... you well, and don't prophesy that on your children. Correct. Yeah. And sometimes, let's be clear... Sometimes your child and their attitude or mood that they're experiencing and displaying is a result of yours. Absolutely. Or like you and your spouse. Yeah. You know, there's on like there's unrest. Yeah. And so it comes out there. Yeah. So but there's a lot that goes into when it. When he was talking about how if mm-hmm. these things aren't recognized, that's yeah. how they become strongholds in even children's lives is when these things occur, you really do need to stop just pushing everything under the rug. Yeah. If your child is having behavioral problems, um, if your husband is and you are having behavior, like all these different things, you need to stop pushing them under the rug because what happens is the amount of stuff that gets pushed under the rug eventually creates strongholds. Yeah. And then you're up such a crick that you don't even know where to go mm-hmm. because these things have become too big it's like your house looks clean mm-hmm. but when you move your couch yes you know what i mean yes and you're like how did this moldy donut get back here seriously and like it goes like you're not even aware it's there but it's like causing a stink yes and then you have to like you have to shed light on the situation you have to shed light i think when when kids are having behavioral or like learning issues i like immediately i think okay how are we, I don't have kids by the way, and that's a disclaimer and I recognize that, but I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, 
I've seen situations where like, well, I've helped you with kids with like math and stuff. Yeah. And I've literally thought to myself, okay, I need to be patient and kind. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we need the fruits, Mm -hmm. right? But sometimes you just have to like acknowledge things for what they are and just say, listen, you're having a hard time getting this. And so am I. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hold on. That's what I was going to tap on. So when these demonic things start to like manifest within your normal household, normal daily routines, you have to address them. You can take a break and you can take a breather and you can let things calm down, but you still have to address it so that we don't allow these things to start building those strongholds in our lives. Mm-hmm. Joe, so sometimes Joe, Joe is so hardcore with this that sometimes it stresses me out because there are moments where I want to just turn everything off. Like, like can we retreat for a minute? There's moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, just this afternoon, can we not think about anything? Can yeah. we just go to our empty space in mm-hmm. our brain and just live there for a second and just yeah. relax? And sometimes like when the kids are doing something and he's like correcting like every single time, I start to get stressed by that. But at the same time, by his consistency with doing that and correcting that issue all the time, every single time, that's not allowing strongholds to take place because mm-hmm. it's it's having light shed on it every single time it takes place. Yeah. What we need to learn to do is is prophesy over our children more. If you're if your child is having a struggle and focus is not there, what does that mean? What what that means is that um, certain things are not present. Because if you go into, what is it, first, Second Timothy 1, 7, for I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, mm-hmm. love, and a sound mind. Yeah. Now we have to prophesy because there's a mind problem. Yeah. And a you focus c- problem. Right. You teach your kids to do that. Right. But yeah. in the meantime, we, we need to start prophesying over yes. them and speaking over mm-hmm. them. So okay, you don't get it. You're struggling. We can ask for help. Yes. What what is going on here? Like, don't be afraid of failing. Don't mm-hmm. be like you're. You've been not given a spirit of fear. Right. You've been given a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. So how do we get our focus into those things? And then you start to right. speak into that. So often nowadays, I see on social media and stuff, people are having their kids manifest. And like walk them through affirmations like I am beautiful, I am kind. Mm. No, you need to like if you're walking to the bus stop or you're in the car with your kid or maybe you homeschool and you're just at home for the day, you start speaking things over your day. Like in in Jesus name, mm-hmm. I have a spirit of understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm I am going to, you know, in Jesus name, I'm going to thrive and flourish in the subjects that I've previously struggled Struggled. in i'm you know i'm asking for supernatural favor with my teachers Mm -hmm. with other friends let me be a light in the darkness yeah like god show me people that i can show your love to yeah right now there's there's so much push i i we we have a lot of christian friends Mm -hmm. but their children go to public school and every time they they like find out that we homeschool they're like oh we want to do it so bad because of this this and this and the kids sitting next to us and they're just feeding off of what mom and dad are saying. There's so many um, people with gender dysphoria and all these different things, and they're pushing these agendas. And now that child knows that there's a case already built against school. 
Yeah. So now those people are not of authority to speak into their life because they're in, they're in, um, they're in a bad place with mom and dad in, in, in opposition. And now I'm supposed to go and learn from these people, but they're wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, either pull your kid out or, or make them go through Ephesians 6 with you in the morning. Yes, I was just going to say, say that. Put we're going to put armor. on the full armor of God because yep. you're not going into darkness without an agenda. You're going to go in there as light and love, and you're going to be a, a person of confidence in who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. And when you encounter these people, you're not to bear false witness, but you're supposed to do it out of love. And you, you teach them to be little ambassadorships of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Chris Valentin, he talks about that all the time. He's like, you pull all your Christian kids out of public school, what's going to change in the public school? Make sure that they're getting the word at its full extent say, at home. I was going to say, so I, I'm i probably going to play devil's advocate a little bit here, if mm-hmm. I can say that. I don't know. Is that like a weird thing to say? No, no um, I think it's common. But if you don't have your children like very much in the word and if you don't have your life together with how you're in the word and how you worship and how you pray so that they have a very good example on what they need to do sometimes shoving them in to be the light in a public school when they don't even have when they don't even know what the light is or when they don't even know how to do the light it's just gonna put their light out and cause them to just go right into that crowd yesterday um all the way to rice lake I had worship playing, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I could hear the kids singing in the back. Mm -hmm. You know, so all of a sudden we're going to a funeral or a wake, and there's worship going on, right? Yeah, that's normal. Mm -hmm. That's pretty normal for our family. If if we got good worship cranked, and in like I'm praying in the spirit and singing in the driver's seat, and that affects the whole atmosphere of that car ride. Mm -hmm. so by the time we got to the the funeral home like everybody was in good moods Mm -hmm. even though we were going to a place that wasn't great Mm -hmm. you know it was sad that we had to be there but that's even you know our morning routine should be something like that do you think too with everything that we always say you have to use discernment Mm -hmm. right and like so Heidi and I were homeschooled for high school and it saved our lives. Yeah. Like our parents had the discernment and the foresight to see that things were not going to turn around. We were raised in church. Mm-hmm. We knew better. But the darkness overwhelmed the light and like we were drowning. Yeah. And they were they, they weren't worried about taking a hit to their finances over no. pulling you. But no. they in, they worked in Heidi's case, especially swiftly. Mm-hmm. Can I? You may. Okay. I was a sophomore. Yeah. I was a sophomore in high school. And like, I was that girl where like, I just. You started getting truant. No, but like, I, I was like a social little butterfly. She was there for a good time. I was not like a, a long social time. little butterfly. And like, I had, you know, great time, loved life. Okay. So I got in with the groups. You're yeah. in with the jocks. You're in with the, you know. The popular kids. The popular kids. She was a soch. You're, okay. So I ju- I started to jump crowds. 
because they would intermingle sometimes. Yeah. And then ended up in the crowd that was like the druggy crowd. Yeah. And once I ended up in that crowd, it was like only a matter of time where I was, you know, you know, I was never going to school anymore. I was like getting dropped off at school and then I would leave right away. Mm-hmm. And I was 16. So all of a sudden on my 16th birthday, it was I was born November 16th. So it was my Your golden, my golden sweet 16. Yep. And tell me a girl who doesn't love to go to school on her birthday because everyone is like, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Right. And it makes you feel just like a million, million bucks. bucks. And so I, I already knew that I was getting in a lot of trouble and my parents didn't know, like they knew like there was issue, but they had no, like they didn't know the they, extent. They didn't know the extent until mm-hmm. that morning. <laughs> the, princi- the principal <laughs> calls my dad into the school to and now keep in mind my dad had a temper <laughs> so he had a temper and he probably had somewhere to be because <laughs> yeah, that wasn't he, there he built he built homes for yeah. a living so like he was like a very busy man and he gets called in because they were gonna file truancy on me mm-hmm. and he went into that office they said that and my dad was like that's trash i'm removing her from your school system and all of a sudden, like I'm talking to all my friends by the lockers on my birthday, and I see my dad whipping, mm-hmm. like whipping down the hallway. Like, and he had a face whenever he was like extremely he would angry. Stop you dead in your tracks. And he had that face and he was coming at me. And I was like, whoa, like what's about to happen? And he literally like ripped me like away from my friends, drug me out of the school when I was 16. That's not little. Like that's max, like almost yeah, max. You could age. drive. Yeah. <laughs> drug me out, put me in his truck. And my mom wor- was a teller at a bank and she was working the drive through. He literally goes through the drive through and says, she was about to get filed truancy I took her out of school figure it out <laughs> and like that's that's how it happened for me but I'm not kidding you they put me in a homeschool situation yeah for the last like you know I finished sophomore junior and senior mm-hmm. here's the thing though when you get in the wrong crowd, you have to be plucked completely. Yeah. Every root has to be cut from that crowd or yeah. you're just going to go back into it. Mm-hmm. And they they literally, so again, use discernment. But in my situation, they sent me 45 minutes away yep. from any of those people. Mm-hmm. And I was only home on weekends. Yeah, and she didn't even have a Nokia brick yet. So like people didn't <laughs> it get it came to, shortly after. People made all their all their own uh oh my god, assumptions of what happened. Yeah. You know? You know, to this day, there's probably still some kids that are like, I wonder what happened to Heidi. Like they put her in a sane <laughs> asylum. I know. Her dad came and got her, and there was guys outside. I in bet white that coats there was waiting. like there was like rumors of what there happened. There probably was. Oh, like, Heidi's uh, pregnant. <laughs> <It's probably something laughs> yeah. This chick might have got pregnant. We don't know, but we we've don't never know. seen yeah. her again. Last time yeah. we saw her, her dad was dragging her out <laughs> of the school. That's so funny. When they found you on Facebook, they were probably like, "Oh, they, yep, she's alive." But in that situation, homeschooling saved, saved. Christina. Yeah, life. they probably. They'll look at her profile and see like, like Christian stuff, and be like, "Oh, she's a nun." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it did. It, it was did. it was a lifeline when we needed it most. Yeah, and sometimes that's what's needed. Like 
but I also know kids that were my age and like they were the meet me at the pole kids. Like yes. they were, they started like a Christian Bible study group and yeah. they were, they were thriving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on the environment. But I will say if you're a parent right now that has a kid that's in the throes of something. Yeah. There's, there's hope. Well, yeah. you look can, at Heidi. Yeah, you can intervene. <laughs> Whatever. You, you can you intervene. <laughs> my joke i was making a joke i know you can intervene yeah yeah and and you can step in but i just but really there is hope. there is hope absolutely if my parents would have see this is that my dad probably wasn't in the right spirit at that moment i'm gonna be honest with you but or was he Okay, because he instead of sweeping things under the rug, Mm -hmm. instead of sweeping things under the rug and saying that crap line of, oh, they're just a kid. Yeah. Stop saying that. That's trash. And you're setting your kid up for failure when you do that, because, no, they're not just a kid. They don't just need to sow their wild oats. I can't stand that stuff because it leads kids into all of these false things that they're going to be able to get back out of it one day. And a lot of the times, once they cross that threshold as a teenage kid, Mm. they don't come back out of it. Could you imagine if David's father, you know, with Samuel coming, meeting all the kids and then. He's like, no, none of them are at. And then he meets the youngest who's out tending the sheep. And now this one, he anoints as king. And instead of saying, you know what, go back out and finish tending the sheep. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, you're going to be king someday. You better you better be on the best football team and you, mm-hmm. be, you better do this and, and you better sow your wild oats, you know? Right, right. Like, what would happen? We, we right. know what happened when Samson whose right. parents did everything right, decided to sow his wild oats. He spent over 19 years with the enemy. And then the only point he got repentance came at the point of his death. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he pulled down the pillars on himself and all the Philistines. So we don't want our kids to get redemption at the end of their life. We Come want on. them to walk in ministry yes. and walk in a, in a strong personal relationship with Jesus. Yes. See, that was my experience. So I was on the opposite end of the spectrum, but Heidi and I were... Um, good friends at that time and like I, I feel like we're better I say good friends at that time because we were better friends afterwards yeah but I went to a public school where at the age of 13 I had like girls experiencing teen pregnancy around me right mm-hmm. and talking freely and openly about promiscuity and how many people how many people they had slept with at the age of 13 yeah and like kids were getting arrested in during school hours for possession of drugs and firearms and all sorts of weird things. Yeah. Yeah. And that was on like the, the wealthy side of town. Well, I'm talking about when I was in Chippewa. Oh, well we lived out on the lake. Yeah. It was, it was, it grieved me every single day to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't stand to be there. Yeah. Because I wasn't strong at that point. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. You went to Chippewa after. I sure did. So I started in Chippewa, ended up in Eau Claire, thank God. Yeah. But I went to Chippewa, back. went to Eau Claire, moved back yeah. to Chippewa. And oh, gosh. Poor kid. I know. In seventh grade to switch schools after all, everybody made all their friends and everything. Luckily, I still had all the friends that I had met and stayed in touch with from grade school. Because I... My mom always says, you just collect friends. Like, 
because I never fall out of touch with people. I have friends still that I went to kindergarten, Mrs. Keegan's class with. Mm. Greta is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, my mom had the insight, the foresight, if you will, to see that it was it was snuffing me out mm-hmm. and that I was destined for something different. She pulled me out. Yeah. I basically begged for it, though, because I knew that things were not going to go well. Yeah. And I was like dying on the vine. Yeah. So I didn't get into at during school and school age. I didn't get into all the icky stuff because it grieved me terribly. Yeah. You know, what's really sad is we both we both had family like cousins and stuff around the same age. Yeah. That also come from the side of the family where grandpa was a minister and there was no, um, there was no alliance there because there was, there was no, like their upbringing didn't have faith. Like they walked away. So even, you know, if you think about if things would have been done right, that would have been a little military Mm. of, of little, little, Jesus movers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like put in, you know, if one can set a thousand a flight, two can set 10,000 a flight, you know, mm-hmm. if, if we would have had set up for success, that community yeah. in a growing church in that community, we would have been those kids like, Hey, come to church this mm-hmm. Sunday, come to youth group this Wednesday or whatever. But there wasn't that. Right. It was like, um, there was a lot that played into that too. There was a lot of like rebellion in the parents yeah. and, and things like that. And a lot of circumstantial stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there wasn't, I, it, you were a lone wolf really. When, and, and when it came to that, we probably wouldn't be able to teach the way we do um, to help other people avoid those same situations. Have we not lived through it? Mm-hmm. So if, if, if I would have lived through all that and became a bitter person and just never talked about it, I'd help no one, and then I'd probably end up in a bad place myself. But now knowing who Jesus is, now I understand why I've seen a white crown of thorns. You know, the the idea of, you know, white always represents truth. It's purity. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I shut my eyes to see Jesus, and all I see is the truth. And the truth was he was mocked, yep. and they put that crown of thorns, and they, they that was the— the blood that first ran down his face was from that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's any any coincidence that we each seen different things like that because those are all different ministries. Right, yeah. That ministry of reconciliation, that ability to, to extend a hand and invite somebody yeah. in. I know, and mom would say this if she was here, that it was a strong desire for her that I would pursue education you know, mm-hmm. and that I would be really strong in that space where she had different dreams and aspirations for each of her kids. Right. And yep. she would pray all the time for that, for them to come into their calling. But she was, she was always very specific with me, but you know, she never lost hope. Mm-hmm. Even though I was begging to be, you know, brought out of, taken out of school so I could pursue a sort of an alternate path, which she didn't herself experience. She went all the way through public school. It's funny. Cause we joke about this all the time. We all, it's a small town where we live and 
the same person taught every single person in our family from my dad all the way down to me how to drive. Yep. <laughs> and it was dad's football coach. It was his football coach. They went through the public school system, both my parents, and they came out fine. And it would have been really easy for my mom to like square peg round hole, just shove yeah. me into that space. But, and your parents too, Yeah. but they had discernment and she never lost hope that God was going to continue to guide my steps, even though I wasn't taking the exact same. And my dad too. Um, my mom was just more hands-on with it, mm -hmm. which is natural. Yeah. You know, but she never lost that hope and she continued to guide me in the, in both of them in the ways of the Lord and things never fell apart for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still came into those things that they had called upon me, even when I was a baby Yeah, to be a musician and to, um, pursue, you know, education and things like that. And so I just, I feel like that can be an encouragement to people Absolutely. that maybe are feeling a little bit, well, people <laughs> right now school's starting and people are frazzled. Yeah. It costs a million dollars in school supplies yeah. and, and clothes shoes and, and clothes. shoes. Yeah. And haircuts and all the things. And, you know, getting your routine back on track and like daycare and drop off and pick up. And there's so much that goes into it. And it feels like a really exhausting time. Mm -hmm. We're only a couple months away from the time change that complicates things. Yeah. And so if you just don't give up hope, yeah. And I think that praying together in the morning, starting your day off that way, putting on your armor together, that what a game changer. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, the I like the whole pray about the discernment thing about what to do with your kid because a lot of it is all like I say this, you know, kind of shaky a little bit, but there is a certain level where try to listen to your kids. Yes. Because there was a situation with Maximus when he was in, I tried to send him to preschool mm -hmm. and he was only like four and the first couple times he would go and he was completely fine and excited. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden something happened to this day, still don't know what it was, um, but it got to a point where he was literally white knuckling it in my car when I was trying to pull him out of the car door. Yeah. When I was trying to take him to preschool. There's something there. And you when that switch occurred, that was one of those moments where as a parent, I could be like, you little, you know, blah, 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 like get in there and just do what I say and mm -hmm. stop being rebellious. And I could have been in that mode because a lot of parents just stay in that mode. Right. Right. But like I just heard Holy Spirit be like, stop pushing this. Like something is not right. Mm -hmm. And so we pulled him out um, and then he was fine. But if your kid... Well, I, w I went... You, She didn't know that part of my testimony because we were not there yet um, where I had had been inappropriately, inappropriately uh, handled by an adult. Yeah. And so immediately I went after him. I'm like, what's going on? Why does this kid he not want to be He did. He went here? to the school. Mm -hmm. And they gave me nothing. And they said, we have no idea. And it shut down about a month later. Yeah. It literally closed. So I don't know if they went into a lawsuit with somebody else's kid or what. But something happened there. And and that's one of those situations where I firmly believe that when we when we when we 
talk as Christians, you know, it's easy to say things like, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, if you're not in, in a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy to say we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against yeah. principalities, powers, and sp- spiritual rulers if we're talking about spooky, you know, yeah. mystical moves of God and, and deliverance and stuff, if we're not in the, in the moment yeah. of something going down. When we think about principalities and powers, even though I was on a journey of getting free and getting into ministry at that point, that, that principality, that spiritual wickedness that was in operation to take me out as a little boy, I believe through that little, that was a Christian school. It was. Through that little Christian school, something happened. Um, to this day, he, he says there, there was no inappropriate things. Um, but maybe it was like a, maybe a he spiritual thing it. where he knew something wasn't right. Yep. Because he is the type of kid that he'd tell you. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would. He would tell you. And he, like, because he tells me really crazy stuff. He tells all, you things all he, they, I wouldn't, I never want to All that know, he ever. told us back then is that they, they talked about, um, private parts or something Plain like that. Plain doctor. Yeah, it was something weird like that. Mm. And that was as far as it went. Yeah. So either way, it See, red flagged enough where right, and he he's, wouldn't get out of the car. He's really been like an up and up kid, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like even that, if he if he could feel that something was off, mm-hmm. he I feel like yes. that's... Yeah. But so there is like certain, certain things where you really do want to listen if your kids are just going crazy listen listen to because something might be going on that you have no idea what's going on because once they're out of your sight you have you really have no clue what's going on if if you have a you know like you don't have a good you know daycare with cameras all around and you're trying to drop your kid off somewhere and things just don't seem right Take your kid back home. Yeah. You can get another job. Yeah. God so, is not okay. going to let you fail. So that's what I was going to kind of tap on. So listen to your kids. Yep. But also listen to yourself mm-hmm. because as parents, you get gut feelings all the time. That's yeah. discernment. Listen to your gut. If your gut's telling you to um, homeschool them or, or if your gut's telling them, just keep them in public school or, or, or just keep them, them home to a for Christian a day. school. Yeah. You know? Like whatever your gut's telling you, go with that though, because there's God has a plan for each one of these kids. And there's, hold on. There's certain kids that God has already put in them to be in the public school. And I, I've experienced kids like that, that are even sometimes filtering through my Sunday school class where they are so strong in their faith, even as a, a 10 year old yeah. that they actually get in, in quarrels with their teachers because they stand up for their faith yep. and they stick up for kids that are getting bullied. Mm-hmm. And if God has put that type of personality in your child, absolutely. Like yeah. let them be a light. And those kids want to be in public school. They're not fighting to stay home each day. But then you have some of these other kids that maybe God did deal with them or dealing with them that you should homeschool your kid. Yeah. But, but you're thinking, I work full time. There's no way that I can homeschool my kid. I don't have any way to possibly do that. If God laid it on your heart to homeschool your kid and your kid wants to be homeschooled, do it because God will always provide a way. Mm -hmm. You'll figure something out. You'll start to pray 
And all of a sudden you'll find, like me, I work full time and I knew that I had to homeschool my kids. And all of a sudden through just a series of people, God provided me a school that is actually like a charter type school Mm -hmm. where they can still be homeschooled in my presence, but I don't have to create any curriculum. I don't have to grade anything. They have live teachers that they can go to classes with, all these different things. Mm -hmm. Or if your kid's being called to a Christian school, like go down all those avenues like what does your kid want what do you want because what is god, god will make you? a way he will yeah, he, he will, will make a way, a way. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of christian schools that have you can apply for a scholarship yeah yes so when when we say listen to your gut okay the seat of the emotions and where the spirit man dwells is in that area yeah there's mm-hmm. a lot of nerve endings in the stomach um so the reason why we don't say listen to your heart it's because the heart is deceitful. Yeah. Um, we have to go about this with God at the, the forefront of our, of our thought and our prayers because we want to be hearing from him. Um, he loves our children and he wants them to be successful. Yeah. So he will put it on our heart and he will give us confirmation to, to what he wants us to do with them. Yep. Father God, we just pray over the parents and the kids, Lord, that are starting the next school year, the 2023-2024 school year, Lord. We pray that this is going to be the year, Lord, that things shift, that things transition, that families are reunited, that kids are brought back into the the love and the nourishment of the parents, the way that you intended it to be, Father God. We just pray a peace and a discernment over all of the parents listening right now, Lord, that you just begin to speak to them on what is the right path with schooling for their children, whether that be public school, Christian school, homeschool, whatever that be, Lord. We pray that you are just giving that to the parents right now, that download, Father God, so that we can begin to raise up these next generations generations that are God-fearing generations, Lord, and that respect you and just have a reverential awe, Father God, for you, and that we are no longer going to sit as these quiet people that just sit amongst the darkness, Father God, but we as adults are going to start taking back what is ours. Lord, I just thank you for the supernatural blessing that's going to go out on all the parents and all the children and even the teachers, Father God, that there is just going to be a newness of life that comes to all of the school-related things this year, Lord, that it's just is going to be a year of improvement and of peace and I thank you that we are going to be reunited again in the spirit with all of these children parents and teachers there's going to be no more quarreling that's taking place no more personal things that are going to get involved father God we just bring you back into the school systems father God into the lives of each of these children and these parents and these teachers and we just pray protection over every child as they go into those school doors. We just pray wisdom upon them and a peace and understanding for the things that they're going to be learning, Father God. We just thank you that Holy Spirit will be present and with them and just loving on them, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, and we thank you that you are going to have victory in this area and that we are going to have light in this area again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. 
We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.